Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We've got another episode of the Health Wealth podcast here for you. And uh, I am joined once again by Barry, who's with us. We're going to be talking uh, mainly about sleep today, something that's very important. Uh, so, Barry, how are you doing? And, uh, and how's your sleep? Yeah, doing good, Ryan. Uh, great to be to be back on. And um, yes, uh, interesting topic today. Um, sleep is something I'm still trying to uh, improve and in terms of um, being consistent. Um, just sometimes with a, such a busy lifestyle and, um, you know, uh, building out a brand and, um, you know, exercising and all the day-to-day stuff sometimes it's difficult to keep that same um that same uh, consistency in terms of the times that you go to sleep the times that you wake up um and making sure that you're you're getting enough sleep but also not only that that actual sleep quality is there um because you know you, you could be in bed for you know eight or nine hours but your sleep quality could be um could be hampered um, by many factors, um, which we're going to get into. So, um, yeah, looking looking forward to delving delving more into that for the for the listeners. And um, but yeah, aside from that, all good, um, good. healthy, and things are moving forward. So um, yeah, looking to looking forward to getting into it. Good, good. Yeah, I mean it's it's good to cover these other things because we you know we talk a lot about uh diet on here but you know in terms of your health you have to think about everything it's not just diet that we need to optimize there's all parts and sleep's a big part and it's one that i think is often forgotten about with a lot of people you know like you said you know we're busy and we're working away and we've got to get this done and that done and sleep just kind of goes to the bottom of the pile of priorities you know we've all been staying up late at night to get stuff finished and your sleep's one of the things you sacrifice often and, and it's and it's really important to health. So I think it's important to cover those things and just talk about some of the negative effects it can have and, and why you should prioritize it. And yeah. also, you know, we'll, we'll talk a bit about how you can improve your sleep. Like you mentioned, the quality of sleep is important as well as just the length. You know, it's, it's about getting good quality sleep. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk a bit about how people can do that and get better sleep because I think that's that's important. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, just like it is with nutrition, it's a domino effect. Um, if your sleep is compromised, then you are compromising your health and you're compromising your productivity, and um, and then obviously that leads to um, you know a, a, a decrease in, in in your performance and your the sharpness of your of your thinking, your creativity. Um, so there's there's many there's many things that that are at the end of that effect. Um, yeah, determine exactly. And what, what your sleep quality is. So that's why yeah. um, it's important. Uh, it's, it's an important lifestyle aspect to get right. So hopefully some of this advice will will help. Um, yeah, exactly. Because like you said. It is a domino effect and if you're you know you've been working hard getting your nutrition right but then you don't concentrate on your sleep and your sleep's poor you start to lose that motivation to keep your diet you know when people are tired that's when they go off off piste and they start eating stuff they shouldn't and their other things start falling apart like you said and then suddenly you're back to square one so yeah it's, re- it's really important to stay on top of it For sure. everything optimized you know i know personally speaking that you know th- 
my nutrition is is great all the time and the only time that i will feel rough is i'll notice is when i've had a, a period of poor sleep and not been sleeping properly whether that's through kids or up late working or stress and that is the only time and i'll and i'll feel it you feel it physically um and, and the rest of the time you know i'm fine but you you really do notice it and yeah so it's, it's good to talk about and help people optimize of course uh, um if, if, you, if you are a parent uh... That's something that I think a lot of parents will, will struggle with, and uh, you know, hopefully, um, and, and that's a big factor, you know, because um, you, you, so you want to be there and as as a parent, but um, you know, your your sleep is going to be compromised. So hopefully, some of these these um, strategies will will help, um, and I think we'll we'll start with like some of the dangers of, of poor sleep, some of the um, the health issues that can arise from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I mean a, a lot of them obviously are um cognitive ones. Um but I mean there's lots of physical too, but some of the cognitive ones are uh, memory issues, you know, so that's that's you know an obvious one that people get with memory issues which obviously you say oh yeah, I'm tired, I can't remember um certain things, but obviously as that goes on longer, um as you start to be longer and longer without sleep, that can start to increase your chances of things like dementia. Um, and Alzheimer's, which obviously are you know, linked to memory as well. So it's not just like, oh, I didn't sleep last night, so I can't remember anything now. You know, you're actually damaging your brain's ability to remember things, which what they found is that when we're sleeping, our brains make are making these new um, connections between the neurons in our brain, which is us learning. So when you learn something in the day, you, you know, you listen or you read or whatever, at nighttime is actually when your brain stores it. Yeah. You know, it's like, like a, like, let's say your phone, you know, like on the iPhone, it says, oh, it'll update at nighttime, you know, when it's not being used, when it's charged on Wi-Fi, it'll do the update. That's basically what our brain is doing at nighttime. So when we're sleeping, our brain makes all these new connections, puts this stuff into our brain and into our memory. And if we're not getting good sleep, that doesn't happen. So it doesn't matter what you learn in the day, it will just be gone. So that's, that's really important. So that, that's one of the things um, definitely to begin with. And then like trouble concentrating or focusing or just thinking i mean you know we all know if you've had if you've had a terrible night and you've managed one or two hours you are not going to be um performing at 100 <laughs> percent. You, you're going to be a, a mess and you're going to struggle to focus and um it's hard and obviously again the longer this goes on the worse it gets and and one of the things that i found from looking into sleep is that sleep debt is something you can never get back so some people think like, okay, I've, you know, I've had a couple of late nights, I'll have a long sleep tomorrow night and get it back. But you, you can't, you can't get it back once that sleep's lost. So you need to be careful with it and you need to value it. You know, just sleeping 10 hours the next night does not undo all the damage you had from those nights of, of poor sleep. So, you know, don't think that, oh, I'll, I'll sleep more tomorrow because it's not the same thing and you, you won't get it back. So try to definitely prioritize the sleep um yeah. other things are mood mood changes you know we all know that i mean tired grumpy goes together you know like anything so that's it but again th these things are like small like memory issues like yeah just a one-off but obviously that then builds up um trouble concentrating on one day you're like it's okay but if that starts to build up and same with mood changes you know grumpy one day because you're tired fine but if you start to be like that every day that's going to actually start to affect your life 
your relationships, you know, and your quality of life and your happiness. So, you know, these are things that you need to take into account that we, that we have to, um, to really optimize, yeah. um, f- for these things. And another thing now moving on to more physical things is weakened immunity. So, you know, again, if you're tired and run down, you know, the thing is people say these things, but they don't actually stop and think, you know, we say about when, oh, you get a cold or you've got saying, oh, you're you're tired and run down. And it's true. You know, when we're sleeping, our body, that's when it does all the the work on our immune system. It produces all the new antibodies and refreshes it um, and and gets it ready to go, ready to fight whatever it needs to. And when we're not having that sleep, we're not having that rest, we're not able to do that. And our immune system's compromised. And then we're picking up this little cold and this little bug and this little virus because we're tired and run down. And if we just slept properly, like nothing else different, just proper sleep, we, we probably wouldn't have even come down with that. So it makes, you know, it makes a, a really, really, um, a really big difference. Yep. Um, yep. Then I guess, again, on, on physical things, um, things like high blood pressure, yep. it will cause as well. And um, because we've got, you know, raised cortisol, which again, we can talk about cortisol a bit later, because that's kind of quite important, raises your risk of things like diabetes as well. And um, because we have, when when you've had a, I think they did this crazy experiment where they tested, and I think it was reasonably young people, just young, reasonably healthy people. And they tested them, they had two groups. One of them had a good night's sleep. The other one was restricted to like, uh, I think they had a couple hours less sleep. And then in the morning, they gave them something to eat and tested their blood glucose response. And it was wildly different. Just a couple hours sleep a night lost. They had a, a wildly different um, blood glucose response. So again, if that's every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's raising your chance of, of things like diabetes. And then obviously weight gain, that's linked to that. If you're not controlling your blood glucose, then you've got higher insulin levels to try and bring it down. Weight gain goes up. Plus, we're probably not eating well if we're not sleeping well um raises risk of heart disease as well all of these things playing together um low sex drive as well affects our hormones um poor balance as well even just you know obviously our our balance just walking around in our general things um and obviously low testosterone uh in men so men who are suffering as a lot of men are nowadays with low testosterone one of the things that you can do to try to reverse that is optimize your sleep because it makes um, a big difference and that's somewhere where you can start. There's a lot of natural ways you can optimize testosterone. You see a lot of guys nowadays um, just jumping straight to TRT, um, to testosterone replacement therapy, and it's not the way to go because once you go on it, there's no coming off it and there's a lot of natural things you can do to to optimize it first, which maybe, I mean, maybe we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, there's some of the kind of the main dangers you have of, of sleep i don't know if you have any more to add on to that yeah well just well, well that's um just just delving into a couple of them i mean that's uh, the the the, the, t- the trt thing you know that that is what, what once you decide and you go on that and you you, you sort of begin and go deeper into that process it's, it's very difficult to actually come off it and mm-hmm. it's much better to try and resolve the problem through natural means and one of those means is making sure your sleep is of good quality, you're getting enough, it's consistent, um, and, you know, you're doing the things um, around that before you go to sleep, all the right things to prepare your body to actually have good quality sleep, um, which which we'll get into. But, um, yeah, that is a big problem, and, and low, low testosterone, um, you know, in men is 
that that is a, a big problem now and um you know not getting enough sleep or getting not getting good quality sleep is mm-hmm. um one of those factors um yeah especially and um you know just 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 from personal experiences as a former athlete high level athlete we had you know sleep was very very important and um you know otherwise you know the next day you don't have that energy you don't have that mental sharpness that cognitive high level cognitive function that you need to perform and to train so it's actually um, not getting good quality sleep was actually you know quite dangerous for somebody like myself um yeah. because you cannot you cannot go and 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 train a high level gymnastics or or compete when you're sleep deprived so that was something that was um that was a big focus um personally speaking and you do you do feel it especially if the training's in the morning and um you know you're you're getting warmed up um with the others and you've got to get your body ready for physical impact um you've got to get your reaction sharp and you know you've got to be aware at all times you know you, that that's awareness is, is something that's crucial in gymnastics so that all a big part of that was making sure that our sleep quality was good yeah exactly you've got that perspective of you know as as an elite athlete it's sleep is huge you know you look at the top athletes like um, i know with cristiano ronaldo he has a really strict sleep schedule because he wants to be at the absolute top of his game um, and so yeah, it, 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 it's, yeah. It's, it's really important and in fact one thing um i found that um the the world health organization they actually class shift work as a class one carcinogen big because you know having messed up circadian rhythm and and lacking sleep it is so detrimental to our health that they've actually classed it as a, as a class one carcinogen that it causes cancer you know and uh, life expectancy and shift workers is much lower than yeah. than people that work normal jobs um, and it, and it's really um it's 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 really detrimental to our health and one thing then um, another really interesting fact i found uh when i was researching on sleep is that um Obviously, we have not everywhere in the world, but certain places in the world have daylight saving. So, you know, the clocks go, I think they go forward an hour in the spring, back an hour in the autumn, never mind which way around. But I think in in the spring, when it goes forward and we lose an hour, the next day, there's a 24% increase in heart attacks from, from the average. And, and on the, in the autumn, when they go back and we get an hour extra sleep, um, it's the reverse, it goes down. So that shows you how important sleep is for our health that was that's just a, a crazy stat that i found that 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 is and and i don't think any i mean i certainly wasn't aware of that um but it, it, it really that really does have an effect i mean i've never liked the one hour go forward and go back thing anyway i just think it's kind of pointless but um uh but uh obviously some people in the moment um you know i think that it's a good thing but amazing that the effect that that has even just one hour um mm. on your yeah. immune system and you know the, the 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 your heart health and just every all, all your body all, all your body functions it's it's um that's quite something yeah yeah no it's crazy and i mean the the effect it has on everything because we talked about diet and obviously i said before about how you know when people are tired that's often when they'll fall off they're eating and they'll eat other stuff and that's you know there's physiological reasons for that again because when we lose sleep and we're tired there's two hormones we have called leptin and ghrelin and leptin 
um, is the satiety hormone. So that's what tells us we're full up. Ghrelin is the hunger hormone. Yeah. So when that goes up, yeah. we're hungry. It makes us hungry. And when we are, when we lose sleep, um, then leptin is is blocked and ghrelin goes up. So we're going to feel more hungry than normal and we're going to end up eating poor food, as we said. And then obviously our glucose control is worse. Our insulin control is worse. And it's just a vicious cycle. And then we're going to eat poorly and we're going to be stressed. And then we're going to probably sleep badly again the next night. And it's just going to continue. So, yeah, it's really important to try and get on top of it and, and optimize it. And human beings also are the only species in the world that will deliberately prevent themselves from sleeping for no reason. Yes. No, no animal will do it. Animals, no. sleep time, they go to sleep. Humans will stay up for an hour scrolling on a phone or doing something. And, and no, no other species will do that. Sleep's so important. And, um, yeah, we need to value it more. Well, it's, it's funny you mention that because um, in terms of the animals, you know, I think we could, uh, I think maybe um, an animal like a sloth probably has the right idea, but probably over, <laughs> overdoes it with 15 or 16 hours a day, you know. <laughs> Um, that is uh, that's uh, that's something that I, that I read. Um, they 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 really value their sleep uh, yeah. and more. Um, but um, I mean, unfortunately, we don't have um, we don't have that amount of time, and we've got a lot more to no. do than sloths. So, um, yeah. but I, I see what they're getting at. So, um, yeah, I think that's the same as lions. I think lions apparently sleep like nineteen to twenty hours in a day or something. Okay. And then go out, hunt, and eat some meat. Sounds sounds perfect. It sounds good, doesn't it? It's a, it's a good life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and then what is just what you said about the the domino effect of of, of poor sleep and and, and feeling and feeling tired and automatically going for you know foods and high in glucose and high in sugar. You know, you see so so many people piling into Greg's to get their their coffee and that, that sugar rush, you know, that donut and everything just to give them that boost. And they're actually just digging an even bigger hole for themselves. It's unbelievable yeah. Um, yeah. to think that, you know, that, 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 that they think that's a solution. I mean, it's, 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 it's diabolical um, and quite desperate, actually, um, because, yeah. you know, people, they don't need to do that, you know. I know it all sounds great at the time and, but they they will they will have that um, that sugar dump in a couple hours and and start to feel really lethargic. It just messes up their whole day, you know. Um, and and some of that is obviously caused by not getting enough sleep or or getting poor quality sleep. Yeah, we should just quickly. You mentioned coffee there, so we should just quickly speak on on caffeine quick because well, there's certain things that can affect your sleep. Sure. And and obviously caffeine is something that people have. Uh, like to have first thing in the morning if they're tired oh i need some caffeine you know to to wake me up and keep me going and you know not saying people shouldn't have caffeine you know if people like coffee and whatever that's fine but one of the things about caffeine is that caffeine does not people think it gives you energy gives you an energy boost but but what caffeine does is it actually it, it takes energy from the future and lets you have it now which means that then in the future you're going to have a dip double the size so what it does is when we wake up in the day and we, we start to go about our day and our brain's active, there starts to be this chemical called adenosine, which builds up in our brain. And throughout the day, it builds up more and more. And what it does is it starts to activate our sleeping pathways and starts to turn off our waking pathways. So through the day, it starts to you know get us ready for sleep. When you have caffeine, what it does is it blocks the receptors 
So adenosine can't interact with them. And so it can't um, shut down the waking pathways and it can't um, activate the, the sleep pathways, but it doesn't get rid of the adenosine. So the adenosine continues to build up in our brain. It's just not interacting. Then when the caffeine wears off, then suddenly like pff, there's a load of adenosine does that and will suddenly will feel really tired. So you just get a dump. So it's not giving you more energy in the day. It's stealing energy from later in the day, having it now. And then later in the day, you'll feel worse. So don't, you know, using caffeine for energy is, you know, is, doesn't really work. I mean, I say, if you like coffee and you like caffeine, fine, have it, but don't, it's not going to give you more energy. So people just need to understand how they're using it. And obviously having caffeine in the evening, or, or later in the day, it's going to have a negative effect because it's preventing um, adenosine from getting your brain ready for sleep. So if you're having if you're having caffeine, you should have it earlier in the day. But also, don't have it first thing. Yeah, you want to let your yeah. body let your body naturally wake, and um, which we'll, we'll go through uh, some bits later that you can do to naturally wake your body, get your circadian rhythm going. Then probably have a coffee like mid morning, and then maybe you know don't have it later in the day. Um, and one of the other things that really affects sleep quality, which again, you know, it's like with coffee, people will not want to hear it. People won't want to hear this one. Alcohol. Alcohol is terrible for your sleep. Now, some people might say, oh, but I have a couple of drinks and it helps me get to sleep. Mm. Yeah. But it massively reduces your quality of sleep. Yeah. So it might help you go sleep, but your quality is going to be terrible. And also you never getting into deep sleep. And basically people who've been drinking, they will, they will wake lots during the night, but they just won't remember it, but that you're not getting good quality sleep. No, no one has ever had a few drinks, gone to bed and woke up in the morning feeling amazingly, you know, re refreshed. It's so, you know, yeah, yeah. Alcohol and caffeine are, are two things that but will negative, negatively affect it. So you need to be careful with them. For sure. Yeah, and I can attest to the, the, the point you're making about ca uh, caffeine. I've actually, a, a, a few times, or, and I've started to do it more now, is delay the time that I wake, between the time when I wake and I have coffee. I've delayed that now, just till yeah. my body resets and the cortisol levels and everything are are, are where, they sh where they should be. Just have sparkling water, and actually, after a couple of hours, Sometimes I forget to have a coffee because I'm actually feeling really good, you know. I'm, I'm, I don't need that. And then obviously, that has completely um, by avoiding the caffeine at that time, um, I've avoided all the things that that you've just mentioned about, about uh, depriving yourself of energy later in the day um, by having the caffeine at that point. So you're almost like you know, it's like taking out. I mean, it's like taking out a big loan for something that you can't afford, and you can get it now. You can buy that big, that that lovely couch for that great holiday now. But later on, you're going to have to pay it back, and then it really hits yeah. you, you know. So, um, you know, these are just one of the stories that 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 I use to, you know, have one late morning, um, and one in the afternoon, and then that's me. Um, and I just feel a lot better, a lot more sort of energized. So, um you know message out there for everyone try not to reach for the coffee straight away just delay it an hour maybe even two and um, your, your body will be in a much better position um to uh, to deal with the caffeine and obviously you'll get that little boost as well and you will protect that energy later on in the day yeah absolutely i think that's good advice and you know caffeine another thing that that caffeine increases is cortisol yes which 
you know, cortisol is um, part of our circadian rhythm. Again, it's, it's a stress hormone and it's meant to come up in the morning, you know, not crazy amounts, but it comes up in the morning and then in the evening we want it to come down. And if it doesn't, we're going to struggle to sleep and things that can put that up obviously is stress. It's caffeine. It's, you know, a poor diet and different things like that. And, and if we don't, if we don't have them and we don't control our cortisol levels, then we're going to find it hard to sleep. And then it also has negative effects on our general health in terms of, you know, cortisol, because it's the, it's the fight or flight hormone. So, you know, cortisol is a stress hormone and it does certain things in your body to make you ready to be able to run away or whatever. It, it increases your, your heart rate. It spikes your blood sugar, basically gets yes. you ready to jump into action. But obviously at bedtime, <laughs> you don't want that. You, you want to be no. calmed down. So yeah, that, that's something that we need to be aware of. Um, and that's why things like caffeine, again, eating late at night and eating sugary foods late at night in the evening, you know, all these kind of things and stressful, you know, being on our phones and things like that are all going to raise our cortisol. And we don't want that in the evening. Cortisol in, up, up in the morning, say is fine. It's getting your body ready for the day, but in the evening we want it down and and nice and low so yeah we need to be careful of, of those things that we're doing in the evening for sure yeah and uh, in terms of how the the circadian rhythm and cortisol actually work together yeah yeah how yeah definitely connected. that's it it's it's all part of the same thing you know these these hormones and and everything that we do like we say get up in the morning and get the light in our eyes and then you know obviously you've got like the adenosine also is part of our circadian rhythm because it's you know starting to shut us down so we have all these processes that work you know in tandem with our circadian rhythm and have our body waking up and getting ready for sleep at the right time and if we can you know if we can do all the things that we naturally should be doing and we can allow everything to work perfectly with our circadian rhythm we're going to get good quality sleep and also we're going to perform better during the day but sure. at the, a lot of people they've got everything confused and they're you know they're blocking the adenosine with the, with the caffeine and they've got cortisol raised because they're, they're stressed and they're staying up really late and and everything's not aligned and our body's all over the place it doesn't know what's going on and it's not able to do anything that it's meant to do overnight and that's why we end up in you know in such a mess yeah and and uh would you say that cortisol production um at what point that reaches um, in the day that reaches its lowest point is it normally around midnight would you say um yeah i think i think it's around midnight it kind of goes down and then i think it kind of peaks the high around 9 a.m so a bit just after we've woken up yeah it kind of peak and then it should gradually come down again throughout the day to that you know like we say that lowest point um around midnight and then from midnight it kind of gradually goes up yeah it should peak just a bit after we wake up um you get that peak in cortisol and you also get um what's called the dawn phenomenon where your blood glucose will slightly rise as well uh, which is again just your body getting you ready for the the day so if you're if you're in tune with your circadian rhythm those things will just happen naturally like that yeah so you at the point that your cortisol when you wake up at the highest that's the point that you really want to avoid caffeine isn't it that's the thing you don't your cortisol's already up so you don't want to then push it up even more you want to you know, wait a bit longer, just let your, your body has these processes that it does first thing in the morning, gets you ready for the day. You kind of want to, if you're going to have caffeine, let your body get ready for the day and get into the day first. And then, then you can have your caffeine then afterwards, but don't disrupt that morning because again, we'll get into this when we talk about some tips for better sleep, but your morning routine really affects your 
nighttime routine and your sleep quality they they all link together so if you mess up your morning you're more likely to then have poorer sleep quality for sure and uh, you know one of the one of the other factors that that affects it is um, sleep quality is um, you know a stress feeling stressed or perhaps a traumatic mm-hmm. event as well um, yeah we can, we, we, we can we can touch on that a little bit as well you know because that's that's something that obviously many people will will experience at some point in their life yeah yeah absolutely um stress so people who've been in a traumatic um situation or had a traumatic experience they will have um, raised cortisol levels and they can last for a long time that's not just like a like a one-off thing it can be for a long time and that's going to affect um their sleep quality and their health overall there's been research on i think like people in um in, from an, uh, an earthquake um there's done done from people who've experienced bad ongoing racism and things like that and and that all affects your your cortisol and your stress it's essentially from you know any stress that you get in life increases your cortisol so whatever that comes from a traumatic experience you know just stressful situations uh, abuse and different things like that um and and it causes raised cortisol and um, which that there are many other health issues come from that but one of the main ones you know that we're talking about today is is the sleep the poor sleep if you've got high cortisol levels you're really going to struggle to get good quality sleep yeah for sure and uh, and obviously you hear <clears throat> you know stories of people who have been involved in a, a war situation and they've yeah. been in that situation um how they struggle with their sleep you know pst and things like that so um that's yeah. uh it's something that um you know is really serious um and Obviously, they're they're uh, it's important to to um to use strategies to try and combat that because that really will affect your health. Um, and you know we've got um obviously there's 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 sleep disorders as well. Um, yeah. That that people that people struggle with that um that which is what the research has shown. Yeah. So again, things like um like sleep apnea, um and things like that which affect your, your quality of sleep, again, start to really affect your, your health, you know, which is, and again, that things like that are normally linked to, to weight. And so, you know, if you can start to improve your diet and your lifestyle and you can lose weight, you can probably um, improve those things. But obviously at first you're struggling with poor sleep. And then if that's going to then affect your diet and your nutrition and potentially the problem keeps getting worse and worse, so yeah, the, the, these things are all important to take into account and to address them. And so, you know, you might have to accept that your sleep's not going to be great for a little while, but you've really got to concentrate on eating right, losing that weight, which will then allow you to have the better sleep because your sleep apnea, you know, clears up. So you, you have to, you know, sometimes it's one step at a time um, looking to optimize yourself. Uh, and, and that's just what you you have to do because it's, it's very important for health. Yeah. And there, there, there is a, there, there, there's, there's three stages of, 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 of sleep, of the sleep cycle as well, that I think is quite important to, to, to touch on, um, you know, in terms of what your body is experiencing and what it's doing during the time when you start to sleep to when you, when you wake up. Yeah. So you go through um, sleep cycles throughout the night. I think on average, they normally last around 90 minutes. So you basically start off at, you know, like a a, a shallow uh, sleep 
uh, and then you gradually go through the stages to a deeper sleep um, and then you gradually come back up to lighter again and then you also have uh, into an into a period of what's called REM sleep which yeah. is REM stands for rapid eye movement and that's kind of when you have your vivid dreams um, and and things like that um, the others the others are just these stages but you you'll go through that each night um, and one of the really interesting things uh, they found is that um, the crazy things the body does is that when you're in your um, your REM sleep and, and you have vivid dreams, what actually happens is that uh, your brain's really activated, but your body actually paralyzes itself, essentially. Um, there's there's own, other than obviously involuntary muscles like your heart and lungs, obviously they keep going, but your other muscles are basically paralyzed except for your eye muscles um, and also your ear muscles right interesting they both are um and 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 i mean i think or you know not just me thinking you know uh specialists and experts think that it's because obviously if you're having a vivid dream of you know running and jumping off a cliff and flying if you if you your body actually does that obviously people sleepwalk don't they and so obviously when people are sleepwalking something's obviously don't know what what causes it maybe something's gone wrong with that but if, if you're doing these things from this vivid dream real life you're gonna you know you're gonna die or severely injure yourself so apparently that's apparently why but our brain will will basically paralyze ourselves which is why you know there's, there's the thing called um sleep paralysis where people wake up you know and and so i think that is basically for some reason they've woke up during this rem sleep and they're they're paralyzed but yeah it's an interesting thing that just all these crazy things our body does that we we don't even know about yeah so basically just paralyzes during that so we can't hurt ourselves and i guess the eye muscles i mean the rapid eye movement is obviously i just couldn't move if that wasn't and maybe the ears aren't um paralyzed because maybe again that's a safety thing like we used to be out in the wild maybe we'd need to still be able to hear if there was danger i'm not i'm not sure i don't know the exact reasons but it's just just an interesting thing yeah and uh you know the term the how your eyes are you know eye muscles and how how that's affected that's sounds like it's very very much an evolutionary thing in terms of us being being aware you know all back in the day and of in a, in a far more dangerous environment which is why it, your, your eyes behave like that during sleep yeah yeah i think so i think a lot of it is like i say and i, I think that's maybe the reason why the, the ear muscles still work because you need to hear in case this you know some danger coming that you need to yeah. wake up for yeah maybe so yeah it's it's interesting our, our body you know we we don't think about these things and, no. and our body has so many just like perfect and optimal and amazing processes that it goes through and and we're just really blase about it but yeah it's 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 amazing the things that we do yeah and the paralysis of all, all your muscles except your eyes and your ears that's like a defense mechanism isn't it you know yeah what uh, while in case you are having these dreams that you aren't actually able to to physically manifest yourself um yeah. or allow the dreams to physically manifest themselves you know and, and act those things out very yeah, interesting exactly yeah so it's it's like self-defense so yeah it's uh it's interesting it's really interesting looking into all these things and finding out you know how they happen why they happen and you know how we can optimize these these processes to get the the best out of it that we can yeah and uh in terms of you know how to try and optimize uh, these processes what 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 would 
what are some of the strategies that, that people can use to, to do that and improve their sleep quality? So one of the most important things they've found with sleep is regularity. So yeah. even more important than how long you sleep for is just regular. Our body likes stuff to run um, like clockwork. You know, our circadian rhythm is our internal clock and it likes stuff to be the same each day. So if you can try to go to bed at the exact same time and wake up at the exact same time each day, that's going to start to improve your, your sleep and, and make you feel better. You know, and most people nowadays, and you know, I, I, I'm guilty of this myself, you know, we're erratic, like a couple of nights we'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to bed early, you know, in bed by 10 and whatever. And then other nights you're up working till half 12, one o'clock. And, and you know, that's, that's not good at all. So you need to have, try and have a set bedtime and wake time. Some people just think bedtime and just wake up whenever you want to sleep and wake at the same time. So you can set an alarm. If you naturally wake up perfect, you can set an alarm, but don't snooze your alarm because yeah, that's a big, that's a big problem. Like each, each firstly, you, yeah. Firstly, you feel rubbish when you keep snoozing, but secondly, what your alarm going off is actually a big stress on your body. Um, you know, it will set off your, your stress response, you know, raise your heart rate and everything else. So you don't want that going off every 10 minutes in the morning and having that effect on your body. As soon as your alarm goes off, get out of bed. The, the thing I like to say people is as once your alarm goes off, get out of bed and do not physically get back into bed because in the morning, it's so easy just to roll over and go back to sleep or go. So just don't allow yourself to get in your bed once you once you're up alarm goes off yeah. turn it off up out and and then i'm not in my bed again until it's time to sleep that's that's kind of a good way to to um to approach that i think and, and just on that as long as you know that you've got your your enough you know eight hours regardless of how you know sleepy or tired you might feel as long as you've got your eight hours you know when you get out of bed that will pass the tiredness will pass because you, you've you've already you 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 bank that you bank that eight hours or whatever. So even though you're feeling rubbish in the moment, that will that's just temporary. And getting out of yeah. bed and exposing yourself to daylight will 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 uh, help um, sort of banish that that state of mind. Exactly, and that's another one of the tips is uh, we'll get rid of the tiredness and help with your sleep cycle. Is get sunlight, get natural light in your eyes as soon as you can do. And again, that just wakes your body up so that, okay, you're tired at first, but get out, you get some sunlight, you can get it in your eyes and on your skin. Perfect. It just lets your body know, okay, it's morning. Let's get the body moving um, and wake it up. And also, you know, if you can get outside and get some fresh air, that's perfect. And another thing that can actually activate the, the same uh, responses in your body is exercise first thing in the morning. So that's another yeah. reason that exercise in the morning is perfect. You know, that gives you an energy boost that will last the rest of the day. So, you know, it's not like um, coffee, you know, with caffeine, you're stealing energy from the future. You've got to pay it back with exercise. You're actually increasing the amount of energy you have for the day. So exercise in the morning is brilliant. Um, sunlight in the eyes. First thing um, when you're getting up and don't get back into bed, they're all things that can really help in terms of your morning. Sure. Um, and then when you're looking at things that can help for your bedtime routine, your evening, it's um so temperature is a big one if you yeah. can keep your room nice and cool around 18 degrees celsius is the optimal temperature 
you can try and keep it around that and very dark, you know, dark as possible. And um, quiet too, if you can do. Um, and obviously things like screens and blue light, we want to reduce that. So if you can have no screens in your bedroom, that's perfect. You want to stop using screens at least an hour before you're going to go sleep, you know, and if you're using screens in the evening after the sun's gone down, you should really use blue light blocking glasses mm-hmm. um, or something like that, because that blue light is telling your uh, brain that it's daytime. And so it's not preparing itself for sleep. So once the sun goes down naturally, you know, as natural humans, when we used to live outside, as soon as the sun goes down, okay, our brain's now being told we're getting ready to sleep soon. But yeah. now the sun goes down and we're pouring this blue light in and our brain's like, no, it's still daytime. So yeah, blue light blocking glasses is good and avoid blue light and don't exercise in the evening. You know, yeah. if you're going to, if, if you have to exercise evening, like say after work, if it's your schedule, do it as soon as you can after at least give yourself at least three, four hours before bed um, fr- from exercising if possible and don't eat just before bed. Um, this is more um pertinent for if you're eating high carb meals and processed food and things like that definitely give yourself a few hours if you're eating with zero carb with just protein and fats personally i've not found that negatively affect my sleep when eating late i've found it to be fine but for for the majority of people with what they're eating don't eat um close to bedtime again give yourself at least two three hours uh, before bed from eating and so that that's going to help you so if someone's coming in late and they don't have, um, you know, they don't have a lot of time, they haven't eaten, they don't have a lot of time between now and bedtime, maybe having something like high in protein and fat, like a steak, even though it's reasonably close to bedtime, it's not going to affect them really in a negative way because of how the body, the body processes it, as opposed to having like a big bowl of pasta or something. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's not going to, um, it's not spiking your glucose and it's not spiking your insulin um, and it's not spiking your cortisol. So it's, it's, you know, not as bad. I mean, it's probably, you know, most people will probably want to leave a bit of a gap eating before bed, but you know, personally and, and speaking to other people, they've found that when eating, you know, just a a, a zero carb meal, it it doesn't affect, um, doesn't seem to affect sleep quality. Um, So yeah, if, if it was someone um, who could only eat late, I would advise them to to maybe try and keep carbs out of that meal. Even if they want to eat carbs, eat them um, other on. meals early, earlier in the day earlier and, the, and then day. don't eat them then so it doesn't affect their sleep. Yeah. Sure. Or or they could even implement some intermittent fasting and eat their food early. Obviously, with intermittent fasting, a lot of people skip breakfast. But what you could do instead is eat eat breakfast, eat lunch, and just skip dinner if it's going to be so close to bedtime and, and kind of do your intermittent fasting the other way around. That would help sleep quality as well. Yeah, because when they wake up, they're going to have breakfast anyway. They're not waiting too long before getting some food back into their system. So yeah, it's whatever the lifestyle and the schedule, I suppose, that people have. Um, but yeah. regard, regardless of that, I'm very big on morning exercise. Um, standard, standard twenty-five push-ups straight away. Um, even if I'm going to work out ten minutes later, the twenty-five push-ups is is, is it just wait? It, it's brilliant. It's magical. It just yeah. gets your your blood pumping. It just wakes you up. Um, I would recommend that even more in a cold shower. I know that also has benefits. Um, but when you're um when you wake up, 
um, and you're sort of in that that groggy zone. Just getting a a little bit of exercise or um, some stretching as well. I found a couple of minutes it changes your state dramatically. That's what I found. Um, and then if you are going to go to the gym in the morning or you are going to do a workout. Um, you know, give yourself five five minutes or so to get ready, and then go and do that. But um, I just find the twenty five push ups. First thing that you do makes a big difference. Yeah, that's it. If if you get up and straight away, just bit of exercise out, then then that's it. Your body's set. You as you said, the blood's pumping round. You're woken up. Your body's getting everything and doing all the processes it needs to in the morning, and 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 you're off. So it, yeah. it's perfect. And like you say, you feel much better doing it. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. banking energy. Yeah, days that I exercise in the morning, I'll feel better and more energized than days that I don't. Yeah, you feel the difference. Would Would you, would you say that um, if you're dr- obviously drinking anything sugary is really I'll advise before bed, but even if it's just water, would you say that um, even though it's just water, try and make that. Give yourself an hour between. Um, that and going to bed um, just so that you know you're not up in the middle of the night is that something that plays a part as well yeah yeah so again yeah you don't want to especially you know as people get older waking up in the night for for the toilet becomes a more common occurrence and obviously you know we don't want to be interrupting our sleep so yeah stop stop drinking in the don't drink loads in the evening as you say try and stop maybe an hour before you go to bed but even before that Try and get most of your fluids in in the day, and don't drink too much in the evening. evening. Try and kind of gradually bring it down. Um, I think I can't remember if it's twelve or sixteen, but I think either either I think it's twelve hours from waking. So twelve hours from when you wake is when you want to have most of your drinking done by, um, because basically anything you drink after that point is probably then going to be coming out in the night uh, yeah. when you're going to be awake. So yeah. But so, you know, if you're up at seven in the morning, you know, by sort of seven in the evening, you want to be not really drinking much after that. Just little sips. Don't be, you know, down in a couple of bottles of water between no. seven and going to bed because you'll, you'll be up in the night. So, yeah, that's another tip you can use to, to not interrupt your sleep. Yeah. And I'll have a bottle of water there, but it's really or just a glass. But it's really just in case I get thirsty, just have a little, you know, dry lips, just have a little sip. But don't actually start taking big gulps uh, at that point. Yeah. If your body does not need that, no, been there. Yeah, that's it. It's just little little sips. If you have a couple little sips in the evening, that's fine. But don't be, as we say, just down in a load of drinks in the evening and then wonder why you're up in the night needing the the toilet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, for those who've got a big screen TV in their bedroom, um, that's probably not the best idea either. And uh, no, you know, um, when you're up and you want you want to watch something, then get up and go to the other room and watch it. That's that's something, um, you know, you've mentioned, obviously, uh, flashing lights and LED screens, iPads, things like that are no good. But um, the fact that the TV is there is, um, it's just a temptation that I think that yeah. if you just don't have that to begin with, then you will not have that problem, you know, lying in bed, just yeah. watch something just before you go to sleep. Absolutely. That's one of the best things that we did was when when we last moved house, we did we didn't put a TV in the bedroom. We used to have a TV in the bedroom, and we just so there's no need. There's just no. there's no need to have a TV in the bedroom. I mean, I don't even I don't really watch TV anymore anyway. You know, yeah. my wife watches some, 
um, and she watches some things on the iPad. I'm like, there's no need because another thing you want to do is you don't want to do things like watching TV or any other activities in your bed. What you want to try and do is have your bed is only for sleep so that when you go to bed, your body, your brain knows, okay, we're going to sleep. If you're in your bed all day watching telly and playing on your phone and doing other things, then, you know, your body doesn't, you know, you, you get in bed, your body's like, okay, are we watching telly? Are we sleeping? What are we doing? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, removing the telly from the bedroom is a great idea and try to basically only go in your bed to sleep. And okay. then your body is going to associate that with sleep. With sleep. So that's, that's another thing. People... At that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's what would it. You, yeah. What would you say about reading? Like not actually reading off an iPad, but reading a book. Um, so there's no yeah, I mean, advice, but sometimes that, although that helps you, that does help me relax at the same time. It's stimulating my creativity a little bit, my imagination, which might have, um, depending on what you're reading, um, I've, I've always been, I'm not quite sure about that one. Interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so things things you can do in the evening um, are things which will be relaxing um, your brain and, and, and shutting it down. And th- things like um, reading, meditating, um, yeah. listening to some music. I mean, maybe not a uh, sort of hard rock, but, you know, listening to some, some general music, maybe an audio book. I mean, listen to a podcast, even listen to this podcast. Uh, or hopefully we don't just send you to sleep, though. Um, but yeah, things like that are fine because they're just, you know, you can relax, you, you know, reading a book is relaxing. You can yeah. just relax, shut off and listen to some music and prepare yourself for sleep. So yeah, those kind of things are fine. It's, it's the being on the screens is what we don't really want to do, um, in, in that last period before bed. Um, and also, um, even things like a hot bath or a hot shower are good in the evening. Um, you know, yeah. cold showers, like we said, benefits more in the morning, in the evening, a nice um, hot shower or a hot bath because what it does is then because you're exposed to that heat, your body then brings down your core temperature, which is what we want to happen at night for us to, to sleep. So they can be beneficial as well. Sure. Yeah, when it was absolutely freezing here, I, I had I, I had a couple of warm baths and you just, when you finish, you're just, you're, you're flaked out. You just flake out. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I can definitely attest to that and um, obviously the opposite of the morning you want to try and get your body um, you shot your body into you know movement into action which is why a, a, a cooler shower um, yeah. would be more beneficial yeah definitely yeah absolutely that's right yeah I mean I think I think that you know mostly covers most of the things on sleep for people um you know the basics of what what's you know the dangers of poor sleep and you know the things that happen in our body and hopefully you know people find the tips on how to get better sleep um useful uh, as well yeah well i would definitely encourage everyone to take that information and find out what's best for them um and try to implement some of these things and and see try and determine whether you know the, the the how that improves and how much that improves. It will improve your quality of sleep, um, but just try and implement them slowly um, into your into your schedule. Find the ones that's best for you. If you are someone that likes to prefer to listen to something as opposed to reading, listen to something relaxing, meditate at night time, something like that, um, or read or read a book. Um, you know, put your phone away an hour before have a cut off point before you go to bed. Just take these strategies, whatever works best for you, and implement them, and you will see a big difference. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And like you said, just a, gra- a gradual thing, just, just keep trying new things and, and you will start to see it improve, as you said. And like with everything we say, it's making it fit to your schedule and, and something that's going to work for you because these are all lifestyle changes, uh, which you, you want to be able to do long-term, you know? So like you said, asking about someone who gets in late and when they can eat um, and, and what foods they could eat to, you know, to not disrupt their sleep. So it's all just finding what works for you. And uh, yeah, hopefully people have, have found it helpful. And uh, I think that'll pretty much do us for this week. Uh, a pleasure talking again, Barry. I hope you've uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, very much. Great. It was a really interesting subject. And uh, um, obviously it's uh, it's something that, that that we all have to do. We all have to sleep. This affects everybody, yeah. regardless of your, life, of your lifestyle, of where you are nutritionally, what your goals are this is something as humans that we have to do so i think everyone will find this uh, really interesting it was great to get into it and um you know hopefully the some of the stories that you, you that, that we share can, can you can relate to that and um take the uh take the strategies and, and implement them so yeah it's been great it's been a pleasure absolutely yeah and i think we'll have to um we'll have to do a whole separate episode just for parents because sleep for them is completely different so well, yeah, yeah yeah that's that's um that would be uh i think that would be really that would be a good idea to, um yeah maybe maybe get a maybe we can get a couple of other parents on the on the show as well um i think yeah uh, to share their experiences because uh that is a whole different ball game isn't it yeah yeah, it is. And you, you're technically, as as a parent, um, when you, when your kid's waking up in the night, you're actually technically be classed as a shift worker. I think yeah. you're classed as a shift worker if you're awake for, I think, a certain amount of hours between 10 and, and 4 or something like that. So as a parent, you basically are a shift worker. So, yeah, it's, it's not easy. So, yeah, we should definitely do one specifically for that. You're, you're a, yeah, you're, on a, you're a contracted shift worker for those first couple That's of years, it. aren't you? And then the contract expires, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, no on, days off but, either. Um, I think I, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see that and, uh, and, uh, I, I, mean, I can imagine it's not easy. So, um, I think getting another episode on that specifically is will be helpful to a lot of parents out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll leave it there for this week. We will see everyone again next week where we'll be back with another episode and some more helpful information and educating you. And until then, let's get optimal together.